we're just scratching the surface. This particular sticker smells like strawberries. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 11. My name is Jesse Chapman. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hi, guys. And Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. In the late 90s, there was a television series called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Now, this show had five stories that were completely unexplainable in some way. At the end of the show, they would tell you which stories were fact and fiction. And what we do in this podcast is we watch an entire episode, make our predictions, and then we actually find out. And we want you guys to play along with us as well. Joining us this week, we have two very special guests. We're very fortunate to have these guys. Eden Cher, who stars on ABC's The Middle. That's me. And our second guest today is Nick Crondovico, who is a writer for Robot Chicken, which is on Adult Swim. Nick, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. You've us. just seen your first episode of Beyond Belief, right? Yeah, Neither I, of you had seen the show before? No. I loved it. <laughs> yes. I loved I'm it so, happy. so much. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it has that effect. Because you guys yeah. had never seen the show before in your life. I had never even heard You've of it. You've never even heard of it. Yeah. It feels like something I might have flipped past on sci-fi like when I was sick. Flipped past the yeah. Yeah. and kept right. Yeah, and kept going. definitely kept going. Unless yeah. I saw Jonathan Frakes, at which point I would have stopped and definitely watched. you're a fan. You just see, look how pleased he is with yeah. everything he says all the yeah. time. Well, I, I mean, there he's were... So, a, he's loving it. There were so <laughs> many puns in this episode that he had like... That kind of the wink, grin. That's yeah, the, the the wink after in everything. Yeah, and I was like, "You deserve it." Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> You're on his side. What is your okay? So some of these stories in the show are supernatural. Where do you guys fall on the spectrum? I'm a very hardcore, skeptically critical thinking person. Chris is. I'm a, more open minded about <laughs> things. He's yeah. open to the possibilities. Well, what's crazy is I feel like I'm the more like. We literally have a six, it's called a six second rule for me where I will believe anything for six seconds. It, <laughs> like, it, it takes called, me. That's right? like a gullible test. Or it something. is. Yeah. It's kind of a gullible test, but I feel like you're way more open minded than I am about yeah, specifically. Yeah, I would say so. I'm right in the middle though. Like, I want to believe everything, yeah. but I'm also like, there's a more dominant part of my brain that shuts it down that just like, goes, no, sorry, you don't get to have this in your life. I, I don't know. I have this weird thought. I have, it's the same thought that I have about like how I feel about like psychic, like the concept of psychic yeah. in general. I think there's a spectrum. If you're in tune with like the world and like yourself and therefore other people and like have a really like acute understanding of people, I think that is sort of a version of being psychic and the people. And I do believe then that like certain people have it so strongly the same way you'd have like an affinity right that's what for sports or something that seems like a or music or whatever or music mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. uh, like almost like a a, a psych uh, like intuition savant type of thing that's what i would call a psychic i just made that up on the spot i think wow. that's i think that's great <laughs> yeah i think uh, we got a new show we just pitched. Yeah. <laughs> so last night when you asked me if i had any supernatural stories like one thing popped in my head that was kind of like a half story, you know, like didn't really go anywhere. And I thought, oh, this probably isn't worth mentioning. So it's like but having watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, oh, this could have been an oh, installment. This could have been, been an act from <laughs> basically when I was around 12, I want to say my parents had a yard sale and it was like sort of wrapping up. And I was the only person outside at the point. I think they were bringing things back in. 
And I was like sort of over by some boxes of like, you know, old stuff that I hadn't seen for years, I think might have belonged to my grandma. And this woman who I like, I didn't know her at all, like kind of wandered into the yard sale and was like, just sort of talking to me and asking me about the stuff that belonged to my grandma. And then she just left. And then I, I hadn't been like paying very close attention to her. But I, I like one like upon reflection, I was like, that was really weird. Like, was that my grandma who had been dead for a couple of years? Stop. So like... <laughs> I just I would say chills. if you could see Chris's face right now, his eyes have never been wider. <laughs> uh, like that's the extent to which I believe that stuff. Like I don't really think it was, but it's fun to sort of live in that space and just allow that to be a possibility. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, literally. And this was a story a week or two ago that a woman who saw her deceased grandmother in like a department store. Oh, that's right. right. So yes, it's like, yeah. you know, and okay, yeah. So you're right. It could have been a segment. It was a segment. <laughs> uh, but did she give you any warnings or did nope. she just want... <laughs> no, she was just very warm and friendly and I got a very good feeling from her. Oh, wow. Uh, well, and I good. don't... Especially back then, I didn't really like talking to strangers. I just, I think I had social anxiety, you know, about Your grandmother comes back and you're like, I'm not talking to strangers. And she's like, you have no idea what I've sacrificed <laughs> to come back here and spend this moment with you. <laughs> but at 12, shouldn't you recognize your grandma? No, it definitely, she didn't look like my grandma. Oh, it was gotcha, felt gotcha. like sort of the felt spirit. Like of, ah, she had the afterlife makeover. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was seven, my dad died when I was seven. This was like a month after or something. And I remember walking into the like den where he had all these like creepy ass like dummies that he had for I don't know for no I mean I, I guess he collected them he also collected trolls he had a bunch of weird shit but like <laughs> <laughs> but I remember walking in and like just sitting there in the den and I remember seeing like in the sort of like the, like the corner of the eye thing I saw like the dummy move and then I like saw like sort of backwards I saw him sitting there like sitting with like his hands in his like you know, hands in his face, like, uh, you know, like crutch, like, you know, when you're sitting on a step and then you like lean down and put your hands, your head in your hands. And I remember like seeing that, like feeling it. And every time I turned around, it just felt like, cre- like, it felt like he was, I don't know. It just felt like, it just felt present. And after that, I was like, nope, <laughs> never. Oh, yeah. like Getting that, out of this room. Yeah. I was yeah. like, not for me. Did like, it feel, did it feel me. like Ooh. a scary feeling, like a, like a, a dread, a sense of danger or was it? It felt like this is not right. Ooh. That's all. It's sort of like, it oh, was that. Shit. Yeah. It was like, I didn't want to, it was like, there was something in me that was like, oh, the death is not right. supposed to exist here yeah, right. I'm like, this is not, not my He could have been in the bag. friendliest mood. I mean, it sounds like he was. And then know. you just disregarded him and, and walked out. Yeah, maybe. You have no idea what he sacrificed to get there to that moment. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's dive into the stories today, guys. Yeah. Um, we've got some doozies here. Um, a whole, great variety. Whole swath. Yes. <laughs> Did you like how I said the word swath? I like how much emphasis you put yeah, into it. Yeah, there was it. a lot of swath there. Uh, the first one up is... The land. Papa, are you okay? This land means everything to me, April. It's been in our family for generations. It's given us life. I owe this land my soul. Uncle Harold says we're going to have to leave. I'm going to make the land rich again. So it'll grow. How are you going to do that, Papa? Don't you worry how. Just know we're going to stay. I love any farm story. 
always, <laughs> the costume designer gets so excited. Because they're like, this is my chance. Slightly period. I have all of these old stereotypical farm outfits. Yeah. This guy had flannel, like the overalls. full overalls. They can yeah. finally use their whole line of overalls for yeah. every every sex, every right. age. I that have really a feeling when, whenever there's like rural country, like farmer types in, especially things like this, they're kind of anthology. It feels so condescending. Yes, it does. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. Middle every, America is so furious. <laughs> yeah, every single actor in this short. I picture all of them in like an acting class doing like Meisner, Meisner doing like Meisner <laughs> exercises. <laughs> Two people sitting in chairs opposite each other just saying, I'm putting the tractor away. <laughs> You're putting the tractor away. I'm putting the tractor You're away. Putting the tra- <laughs> putting the tra- You're putting the tractor away. You're putting the tractor away. We're putting, putting the, the tractor, tractor away. away. Okay, I've got it. I've got oh. it. I'm in character. I'm ready. You know, they actually did so much prep work for this. <laughs> Maybe you're the one who's condescending. <laughs> All right, Nick, give okay. us a breakdown. What happened in this story? Okay, so the story is called The Land. So it's about a farm that's going under. Like nothing can grow on the soil there anymore. The main character, farmer guy's sniveling brother-in-law, who never comes back, is pressuring him to sell. He's like, you got to move on. You got to think of your family. And he says, fuck you. Brother-in-law leaves. And then um, he and his daughter, who's much shorter than him, are talking <laughs> as they survey the land. And he's very sad about it. And she she goes, what are we going to do? He's like, I owe this land my soul. And that's kind of weird and sinister. And then she, uh, the daughter wakes up one night and sees her dad talking to some weird shadowy figure in a hat. And she kind of follows them and watches as they put a like circle of salt on the earth. And then the both of them do some weird rain dance and lightning hits him and he vanishes into like a pile of ash and clothes. Uh, and then she and her mom promptly fall asleep. That's accurate. It's all accurate. <laughs> and uh, they wake up the next day and immediately like the entire farm is just like overrun with crops. It's so green and beautiful. And, and don't forget the scarecrow that was That's there. That's right. Yeah. Dressed, yeah. Dressed, dressed as the father. Yeah. It was the yeah. same condescending stereotypical outfit that the dad was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so now does that have to be true in order for this to be true? Yes. Well, if the clothes were not right fiction all the way, that's what I say. <laughs> what about the wife when she picked whispering up the pile stay. of clothes and her dead husband's ashes just yeah. flew all over the Yeah, place. The daughter is like, mom, come look, look, dad's, dad's gone and they pick up the clothes and ashes just fall out and then the next shot is them like asleep to get like they just took a nap like they they the 30 year old daughter sleeping in her mom's lap (laughs) yeah also imagine like he literally turns to ashes and we learned all he got in return was 20 years of crops Yes, like why not get more for your soul it was only 20 yeah Yeah. Yeah. he said he's like you promised me he was like 20 years he was negotiating how many years and he couldn't go any higher at that scale like it's gonna be 20 years then someone else have to sacrifice themselves the daughter's gonna do it yeah within a very Oh. short amount of time you've run out of family members to sacrifice their life like, right because that's not enough that's not, enough, not enough time, time to, to really grow another family and have a another child. generation yeah, it's not if it's, he gives his daughter everything I mean she's just gonna grow up with silver spoon in her mouth you know come on she's, <laughs> she's gonna do some stuff on her own I did like how the stranger looked like Ed Harris from Westworld that was that yeah. was the costume choice Meets from there the Undertaker <laughs> wait the wrestling figure yeah. the Undertaker yeah, yeah. I was that's really a deep reference because you couldn't he was kind of obscured in the doorway I was really afraid I didn't I didn't realize that the show was as current as it was I thought it was like early 90s I was afraid there was going to be like an upsetting Native American stereotype oh, character. Oh, sure, sure. Oh. Any, uh, any moment, any moment that could have showed up. We'd get like yeah. a pet cemetery. Yeah, exactly. Native American yeah. Twist yeah. To it. We're waiting for okay. it. Trust us. So I was actually wondering, I literally just wrote down, where did he find him? Yeah, where'd that guy come from? Oh, right. Yes, I don't know why that was like bumping me the whole time. Yeah. Did this guy, did 
this guy randomly show up to the farm one day and yeah. say, hey, I, I got some powers. No, uh, he, they, he found him in the yellow pages. He, he devil, like, devil, comma, the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is the story. Like, I guess the, the weird paranormal element to it is that this man made a deal with the devil. Yeah. I'm trying to analyze this from like, okay, let's pretend that this actually happened. I always like to pretend that every story is fact and then yeah. work my way backwards from there. Is it possible that the dad just left and fertilized left, and left a he bunch left? of and left a bunch of fertilizer in his clothes on the land? <laughs> and then they weren't the ashes. The mom just picked up the clothes and fertilizer just spread everywhere. And hey, boom, you got some crops the next day. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Here's okay. why I'm a strong fact on this. Oh, I think, I think there was a farm that wasn't succeeding in growing stuff for a little while. So the dad got depressed. One night he got way too drunk and wandered outside during some giant storm yes. where there was lightning. Maybe he took his clothes off and fell in the river and drowned and they never found the body. <laughs> what but river? The storm is what ended the drought. The drought or whatever was oh, causing the, co- the crops not to grow. So it was just like some freak coincidence. Nick, that you and I are on the same page, okay. man. I feel like we're going to get along both in Frake's love <laughs> and our the seeds table. of truth, I yeah. believe. Yes. Okay. Oh, is that a pun? Seeds of truth. Oh, Whoa. I totally meant that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just need to say because all of these can be justified with like, you know, it, well, it wasn't this, but it actually was this, which seemed like that. Right. And what I was thinking was the dad took a deal with like a mobster or something. Ooh. And that was the guy. And so he spent all his money with like, and they had to fertilize. And then, so they paid for all the fertilizer. I and got whatever. a good fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one night. You only need one night. That was the I original was the Godfather original movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first up, Chris, why don't you lock in? What do you think happened? Is this fact or fiction? I do not believe this for a second. The idea that someone promised someone else, his soul or life to instantly make crops grow is outrageous fiction. Okay, Kyle. I'm going fact on this, Nick. You you sold me, man. You sold me. I, I think if, because go. we have this point of view from the daughter, like she saw some things. She was, went a little crazy. Maybe she just saw this guy trying to wheel and deal with her dad and she pretended like he was some sort of demonic thing or yeah. whatnot. And yeah. Fact. All right, cool. I'm going to go uh, with fact as well. And it's because... Is it possible that a family was having trouble growing crops and then they weren't? Exactly, Chris. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at with this. Did the daughter see a a, a, a a rain dance? Maybe, maybe not. Did she make it up? Maybe, maybe not. The the kernel of truth here is that there was a farm in danger and then it suddenly was fertile again and then this mythology came out of it. I can totally see this actually happening. Fact. So, totally. Eden, what do you think? Just starting off with... Fact, 100%. <laughs> no question. Jesse, you pretty much made like a, a portion of my argument, which is like, that shit happens all the time. You're struggling. You don't have crops. And then something happens. It rains or something. And then you do. <laughs> Maybe he got a little wasted. Yeah, he got wasted. And then he did like a, like a why, why of drunken, whatever, to the sky scream. And then like it just happened to be. So I wasn't clear. Was that a fact? <laughs> Eden hard is, fact. Eden is fact. Nick. Yeah, hard fact on this one, too. I, I think... Uh, the coincidence of someone disappears and a farm gets rejuvenated is totally believable. All right. So we've all locked in our predictions. I'm going to flip a coin. We do this every episode. If it's heads, the coin is saying fact. If it's tails, it's saying fiction. And all we do this for is to see if we at the end are better than a coin being flipped. (laughs) All right. So we'll do this for every story. First up, fiction. We've all predicted whether it's fact or fiction. So now that we're all in, is this story fact? Is this story fiction? The answer 
is going to be revealed at the end of the show. So that's right. You have to listen through, and then we will tell you at the very end. All right. So the coins with Chris. Oh. Of course. All right. Uh, I mean, let's, coin is you don't need a brain to figure out the correct answer to this one. Whoa. Oh. Shots have been fired across the bow of a ship, which leads us oh. to our oh. next story. Oh, my God. Wow. Which is called Titan. It's a good idea, Harris, but it's just not what people are reading. True stories are where interests lie nowadays. I'm a writer. I'm not a newspaper reporter. And the tide will change until it does. Pick up a paper, look at the headlines. Fiction is still greater than anything you could read in a newspaper. You'll see. All right, Eden, why don't you tell us what happened in this story? Okay, I would just like to preface this by saying that after it ended, I wrote in all caps next to it, underlined, exclamation, fave. <laughs> Before you even saw the other ones. Oh, yeah. I know, exactly. Who was your favorite yeah, was bold, of the first two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then... But then it was, in fact, my fave. I knew it was oh, going to be. Nice. I know myself. All right, great. So Love here's it. what it is. There is a uh, struggling author who meets with his publisher at the beginning of the segment, and he tells him, fiction is just not working. It's not working for you. Here's what you should do. Get a story from the newspaper and write about that. And then it cuts to him at his typewriter writing, just having horrible writer's block. And so he finally looks at the newspaper and he sees a Britain setting sail, a big steel ship or whatever. And he's like, okay. And he has a big idea about it. He goes through a huge creative. He draws out a ship and then he writes. As all writers do, their first step draw Draw. what you're going to write about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he sees the ship and he's so inspired by it and he writes basically the Titanic and he's like he's basing it so closely off what he's reading he makes it oops, like set sail from Britain he calls it the Titan uh, it's all so all the facts are the same and then he puts this twist at the end where it crashes into an iceberg and at first I was like Okay, so he literally didn't change anything. Like, where's <laughs> like the, the publisher just told him to plagiarize, basically. <laughs> and then it cuts, and then it cuts to him with his publisher, and he says, "No one will believe this. Maybe like try again." And then we find out he wrote the story in 1898. Titanic buffs out there. When did it crash? 1912. <laughs> 14 years earlier. Yeah. So that's crazy. So that's crazy. It gave me chills. Iceberg but- chills. Uh, you gave me icy chills, maybe ice cold. <laughs> I felt like I was one of those people drowning in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a child, hey? <laughs> Please, she's all I have in the world. Well, I got to give it to this segment for the twist because it was great. This was such a confusing thing to watch yeah. because it starts with them going, I'll never just write about something that happened. And then the entire thing up until the twist is just listing things that he's writing from the Titanic. Yeah. Or like you're just, just writing about things about, that happened. Yeah. And yeah, I actually wrote down, does this take place in an insane asylum? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's what it felt like. But really good twist. Yeah, very good. So I at first I was like. I think this one is fiction because I feel like I, I was watching it. And I was like, there's nothing writers love more than writing about writers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the characters said, fiction is greater than anything you can read in a yeah, newspaper. And I was like, doesn't that sound like a writer in the writer's room yeah. that was frustrated <laughs> that they kept giving him uh, fact stories yeah. to write? He was like, God damn it. I always get the fact stories to write out. I want to make my own story up. And he's just like frustratingly writing this Titan story. Is that, are you a fiction on this one then? If this story was true, 
would we have heard about it? Yes, That's the only exactly. thing. But but there, I think I have heard this story. Oh, I'm a fact on this because yeah, I, me too. It rings a bell, but I'm not really sure from. But is it a bell of truth or is it a bell of urban legend? Unless because sometimes this was that, regurgitated to me by someone who watched this episode. Uh, this episode came out in February of '98. The movie Titanic. Oh, okay. Came out God, before, before, 97, before in right. So, so the movie said. Titanic predicted this episode, of <laughs> 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 which <laughs> predicted the Titanic. Yeah. Oh my God! Now, Jesse, I got to call you out because I believe that was your exact argument on the other stories. Which one? When James Brolin was retelling these about how, oh, we must have heard it before. Oh, and true. I think you got them wrong. You're right. Which is to say, sometimes you just don't hear about these stories. Exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of Titanic references in this one. Like they showed, actually, didn't they show real footage uh, of the Titanic too? I think they did. Some that kind of seemed like legit yeah. footage. Oh, yeah, of it was it. stock footage I of it. I think I saw oh, DiCaprio yeah. walk Which is by interesting. Yeah. 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 I think I saw someone with their arms at the front of the ship. Right. I think it was the same the hand the double drawing the ship as it was drawing <laughs> naked Kate Winslet. Yeah, it just yeah. cuts to him <laughs> drawing the ship and it is just Kate Winslet on the couch. <laughs> I will say, I was a little disappointed at how good. Good the ship was. I wanted it to be just like a terrible, like child drawing. <laughs> like, yeah. sail. Because right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Signed his name and then, at the bottom. And then his voiceover is like, I was never an artist. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I believed that he could draw that was because it was like in olden times. And I oh, just yeah. like, I everyone's just sort of way assumed, more skilled. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also liked how the way that they indicated that they were like on a cruise ship in a very efficient way was just that everyone went to the captain as the captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the Another actors thing. in the scene. Is that a Another thing? thing that just like I allowed because it was olden times. Like I just assumed, <laughs> right, yeah, they did their research. Yeah. yeah. Do I believe somebody can write a story about a big boat hitting an iceberg and people yeah. dying? Yes. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. That's pretty much what it boils down to. But what about to. all the like very specifics, like the name of the boat and everything? The, the name to... Titan is not a big jump when you're trying to think of what would I call a giant ship? A giant ship, yeah. You know? Yeah, and if one person was coming up with that name, who's to say that another person didn't come up with the name Titanic and it was just super similar? If you yeah, look across exactly. history, I bet there are all these examples of this kind of stuff yeah. where it's like someone wrote a story and well, then something very similar happened. It just there's feels... that um, X-Files spinoff, The Lone Gunman, the first episode, I think, basically predicts 9-11, like two years before it happened. <gasps> yeah, the actual plane crashing yeah. into a building into the, happens in, into, the, into the World Trade Center. Yeah, yeah. yeah that kind of Whoa. stuff happens. Whoa. So let's go ahead. Let's log our predictions. Nick, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. Fact or fiction? I'm going to go, again, hard facts. Very nice. And I like it noted the confidence of my answer. All right, Kyle. I'm going to go fact as well. Um, not just copying you, man. Even though I believe <laughs> no, every word that comes thinking, out of your mouth. You know, Titan, <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> I just think it's so easy for, I mean, how many stories were being written every single day? Come on. Uh, and uh, have a coincidence like that happen. Uh, fact. Eden. Oh, I just want to say also first uh, that I like the like Titan, Titan, Titanic. I'm going to say that like, like, like when you meet your soulmate, like you're the Titanic to my Titan. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both going we're down. We're both going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with fiction because like I totally I'm it's not a hard fiction. It is a fiction for the sake of my guess. I will not be I'll be okay, totally if it is fact. But I just all the little details that were just like pandering to writers. (laughs) I was like a writer wrote this. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? I'm going fact too. I mean, whether it's coincidence or whether it's someone getting a vision that they didn't know they were getting, I could see that happening. Fact. I'm going to go fact as well. And it's because of uh, two things that were said. You said you heard about this before. And it was the other thing that you said, Kyle, where it was like this Abraham Lincoln story that I thought I had never heard about. So it must be fiction. I'm going to go against my gut on this one, actually. I feel Whoa. like it, it did not work for me last time. So I'm going that way this time. Wow. All right. Let's flip a coin. Fiction. 
All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to our third story today, which is called The Diary. I never fit in. People think I'm weird because I see things before they happen. I decided to take a walk. I realize now they must have been hiding. The freak left her computer behind. Go to diary. Yeah, let's see what's on the little freak's mind. That feeling is coming over me again. Something bad is going to happen. Smoke. Lots of smoke at Daly's house. This story starts off with a voiceover of a teenager that sounds like she's four, maybe five years old. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Chris, what happened? Yeah. What happened in this story? So this one's about a psychic kid. She's being bullied by two thirty-year-old women in suits <laughs> who end up breaking into her home. But hold on, they're all they're all actually to going to the same school. They're no, supposed to be yeah. teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're supposed to be teenagers, but they wear pantsuits and have haircuts for adults. <laughs> have haircuts, period. <laughs> they're just like a they're dressed like a twenty-three-year-old on the show Friends. Right, right, right. <laughs> So uh, they are picking on this girl and for some reason they want to break into her house because she forgot her computer and this is uh, the computer is where she puts all of her predictions. And so they break into her house and they log into her computer and they start reading predictions about themselves that are not great, like a breakup and a test failure or something. <laughs> and so they those things eventually come true and then they start believing that this little girl might actually be able to see the future. They eventually pretend to be her friends. The little girl basically invites them to the movies. They want to go to this party instead of going to uh, Brad's party. Brad's party instead. <laughs> Brad's yes. party, like totally Brad's party. Very, yeah, yeah. very, very important that it's Brad's party. Brad, oh my god, right. Brad, oh my god, Brad, so hot. She predicts that they're going to die in a car accident. And On they, the way to Brad's party, they read that and they say, well, I'm going to this party. <laughs> <laughs> Even though everything else has come yeah, true. Oh, they, yeah. They every, believe that she's guys, psychic. The girl has guys, not but, been but wrong but once. In their defense, it's Brad's It's Brad's party. party. <laughs> oh, my God. Brad's so totally hot. So they end up going and dying. And um, <laughs> the little girl is eating like popcorn at the movie theater by herself and giving this weird <laughs> outro that's kind of like... I knew they weren't going to come to the movie theaters with me. I knew they weren't really my friends. And it's just unfortunate that, that they had to die. But God. what is, is a weird detail about the way that they tell the story that might be a clue one way or the other is that the story ends and Jonathan Frakes is like, they never made it to the party, but we're not going to show you that. Yeah, I actually right. didn't understand that cut. I didn't understand. Oh, I'll tell you exactly what it was. They took so long to get to that point that they were like, we ran out of time. They didn't have enough money for a third location. I took that almost like I was a, I was I was hard fiction yeah. on this <laughs> until that moment. I was like, oh, the lawyers told them not to show the detail. I wrote down some very specific details that um, caught my eye. And these are in support of why it's fiction. The, you left out that the the characters' names are <laughs> the the nerdy psychic uh, hero's journey person because she like had at the beginning she's like writing out all her stuff and then there she goes no why me <laughs> <laughs> there was no she refusal was. of the call <laughs> yeah she did that's why I wrote it down because she wrote why me because she wrote in all these things and like I was you given know this what? and she wrote why me question mark I stand corrected wow yeah. I was really paying attention someone's read save the cat <laughs> <laughs> okay her name was Kim Maddox and the two bullies, the two 30-year-old bullies in suits who never go to school are named Daly and Rasha. Fiction. Like, yeah, so right. <laughs> they were like, it's the late 90s. What are some names? Yeah. <laughs> I can believe that some people, as we talked about earlier, might be able to have some kind of psychic intuition, but 
this story felt very like just I don't know like they added all these extra elements that didn't it just felt too writery to me yeah, yeah. too many details H- how many yeah. of her predictions actually came true well we haven't she checked bro- is Mikey a movie star yeah <laughs> like broke up broke up with the boyfriend and then they got into an accident at the end of the day who told this story and how did it if it's true totally. where did it where did it a very it? common question that we have to ask yeah we have to show. ask this like at the end once these people die in a crash does she then go to the police and go i wrote this stuff down a week ago right. and then she they go oh, oh yeah. prove it and then she goes well look it's on my laptop and they're like you could have wrote that five minutes ago there's no real way to prove that this story happened maybe the dead girls wrote yeah. in their diaries how mm. they oh. busted read her diary an inception of diaries yes diaryception the pacing of this was so strange because the bullies, so they, they sneak into her house. She doesn't lock the doors and they look at the computer. They see their predictions. Then they go back to their house, which must be like two minutes away. Yeah. And just long enough for her to get a phone call from her boyfriend breaking up with her, proving that she was right. Then they go back to her, her the, the nerd's house and look at her computer again. She at which the door point, unlocked again, even yeah. though she yeah. knew that they checked it. At was, which point they find out that the house they were just at is on fire, which... This is just the writer and me nitpicking, but like, why didn't you just have them smoking a cigarette in that scene previous? Like, that would have been oh, high school enough. girls smoking I'm just punching cigarettes. It You're punching yeah, it up. yeah, they're bullies, right? Crazy. Like, anyway, yeah, they're the cool do. kids. It was, also, it was so disconnected. There was just, definitely some Game of Thrones style fast travel. Yes, in yeah. This episode. <laughs> you were Absolutely. saying that. And my favorite other thing of this story is the girls finally are fed up with this girl. We're gonna show her. So they take out a floppy disk that yes! says in oh, big yes! bold letters, "Virus." It might as well say fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys, let's go ahead and predict fact or fiction. I'll go first. If they would have added in. A witness like a mom or a dad or like a few other kids that didn't die in the crash and they were like i saw her writing these predictions we also broke into the house but none of that happened <laughs> fiction kyle why don't you go next i'm with you i'm totally with you jesse i can't say it any better fiction all right chris fiction yeah <laughs> i think we're all gonna be fiction let's go let's yeah. we'll see eden what do you think thick <laughs> that's, yes. the, that's what the cool kids are saying nick uh, Brad says. yeah fiction definitely although just to play devil's advocate i maybe she had a friend who knew about her predictions and then like told someone later i'm Boo, still yeah fiction. no fiction i'm still fiction i mean if that's true i would have loved to have that element in the story that would have that would have totally swayed me if there was like two other kids that hung out with these popular girls that survived the crash let's tweet it at frakes yeah let's flip a coin fact wow the coin is the only dis- <laughs> uh dissident is that is that the word? Yeah. Dissenter? Dissenter, Dissenter is dis- what I want. Maybe you're saying the coin's wrong. The coin's wrong. The hey, coin no. is wrong. Wait, Chris, D- Chris, yeah. you'll appreciate this. Dissent. Coin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to the next story, which is called Town of Remembrance. After the accident, I had completely lost my memory. Nobody knew who I was or where I came from. All I had were these flashes in my brain. And I was beginning to get one now. Stop. Stop. Stop the car, Susan, please. My favorite line introing this story, Jonathan Frake says, this is a tale of amnesia you'll never forget. I love him so much. That's really great. Kyle. (laughs) What happened in this story? I can't remember. Oh, oh no. Okay, so well, this is the story about a lady with we amnesia. We are on fire right now. <laughs> and of course, the like, second rule over here was like, this was your only job, Kyle. <laughs> what do you remember? <laughs> um, so this is a story about a Jane Doe. Uh, she has amnesia. They stop at a diner along the way, and she sort of remembers this diner. 
And she goes in and, and she's remembering, she's like, oh, there's, there's a bar upstairs. Let's go up there. And she goes up and then she's remembering things about it. Like, um, where the bathroom is located and what the postal lady, how she likes her lemonade. And then there's something about a table and she lifts up the tablecloth and there's a heart carved in it with two sets of initials. And they find out that, uh, this couple died in a car crash. And they're like, let's, let's go to the cemetery. So they go to the cemetery and she thinks this is going to be it. And she looks at the man's name and nothing nothing she gets no memory of it and they walk away and little do they know that right next to them is the girlfriend who died in that crash as well who apparently but i didn't notice it looked exactly the same as the woman who had amnesia that's the only part that throws me off because i do feel like it's very possible that maybe you could if you were very intuitive you can maybe get something but the idea that they also looked identical kind of makes it seem like fake so just to clarify here this is a little confusing because it's so quick but it's like she's this is a vision. this is a story yeah. about a woman who thinks she's remembering her own life and coming back and remembering who yes, she is. Right. But in actuality, it was her past life, past life, past life coming okay. back, and that's what she's remembering her past life. To which I say right off the bat, again, yeah, who's who telling? told this that's story? Exactly what like, I was thinking. Okay, there's yeah. no one yeah. that could because here's the thing. In the story, and this is a mistake in my opinion uh, on the structure of this, if they're trying to pawn this office fact, <laughs> she in the story doesn't notice the grave. Right. So even yeah. the main character would not yeah. have been able to tell anyone yeah. about this coincidence. Exactly. This has you're to be fiction. Almost yeah. talking me into considering that it's fact just because if you're writing this story and you're trying to make it believable, have her notice it. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying, of course, a writer, if this was a fake story, of course, a writer would have her notice it. Yeah. But then, but then I ask, if if it's fact, like literally, what's it, give me any possible explanation of how someone knew about this. I don't know. That's the thing. It's like, it's so unbelievable that I, I want to give more credit to the writers and assume that they (laughs) didn't make it up. Right. No, it's like a proper, like whose story is this? The narrator who is the writer. Yeah. And I will, I want to say this might've been, this is my second fave because I actually, (laughs) I, I love that fave, this The story. fave you wrote is in lowercase, not yeah, exactly. That's a lowercase fave. That's a lowercase fave. It's not a big fave. Period. Yeah. Not underlined. I know. I love this story. <laughs> Me too. And I like genuinely believe actually like that this could have been. Like I believe this is a thing that could have happened. But why did she need to have amnesia? Did oh, yeah. She, no. you know, well, maybe like, it's a real, maybe it is a real then, story then. Right? Because but who told? Yeah, you're saying like if it was written, the amnesia thing is an extraneous thing. Yeah, it would yeah. almost be like the the editors would be like, "Listen, just c- cut that part out because there's too many weird things going right. on here." My okay, mm. remember when you asked me who told it a minute ago and I said I didn't know? I have no, he does. a couple of theories. Okay, it could have been the nurse that she was with figuring it out Susan? later. Susan, Judgy Susan, Judgy Susan, who uses the bathroom lightning fast. <laughs> um, oh my god, she was so fast. Or like a kid that maybe her her daughter like like years later like was like, Mom, what was that story about when you had amnesia and you went to that grave? <laughs> like, and she maybe <laughs> yeah. like looks up the the story of like these this kid who died in a car crash and realizes. The thing, the thing about her mom. Okay, so I could see the postal lady, like, once they leave, the, the bartender's like, those people, that lady was crazy. And the postal lady's like, she kind of reminds me of that girl that died in that crash. Yeah. You guys are convincing it, me it's fact, uh-oh. which is what I originally <laughs> thought until Jesse convinced me that it wasn't. And now I keep flip-flopping back and forth. Swooping. Do headstones, gravestones, do they have traditionally pictures Sometimes. of the Sometimes. I think they can. Yeah, but I, I, yeah I those, those Polaroid pictures that they took And out in fact, those no, pictures no, can be they so... They look like Polaroid pictures. <laughs> but I do think... They were that not it, aged with the rest of the headstone. I think that is a more modern thing, though. 
like pictures yeah. on a tombstone like that was that happening in the 50s which is when they well, died no. in the yeah. crash yeah. i've seen like it's an older at the style. hollywood forever cemetery they have like etchings right don't they have like yeah like, like a carved, likeness of yeah, some sort. yeah yeah it's yeah. like very photorealistic yeah when you're like, like, like caricature artist drawing caricature no way <laughs> They have like a really big so forehead funny. and like, yeah. like Johnny Don Rickles. guitar is just massive. Everyone's portrait on their tombstone looks like Don Rickles. <laughs> they're all skateboarding and holding a baseball net. <laughs> but their heads are like three times the size of their skateboards. <laughs> yeah. I've got hobbies. <laughs> I uh, I have to say the pictures throws me a little bit on the tombstones because of the, the timing. And the Hollywood Forever, those are like some of the most wealthy people being buried. Like would these right. two random people in anywhere USA be able to afford photos in the 50s on their tombstones i don't know that's elitist of you Jessie. also it is. her hairstyle was very 90s in her photo it was in the <laughs> 50s but she had like these two little buns on the side of her head i am all fiction all the way until i saw the hairstyle and i'm going fat <laughs> eden why don't you kick us off did uh, this happen did it not fact or fiction fiction i this is one that i really wanted to have been fact and i truly believe that Similar things do happen and have happened. Fiction, though. This is fiction. All right. Yeah. Nick. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, fiction. Soft fiction? <laughs> Soft fiction. I'm, I'm a little, his confidence fiction. is waning. All right. Chris. I'm going to go fact. I'm going to go Whoa. I'm going to go fact on this one. I, 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 I have a good feeling about it. All right, Kyle. I'm going fiction on this one. It is ludicrous and stupid. <laughs> and the picture didn't even look like her. And I was like, hey, I'm feeling nothing. Yeah. I'm going fiction as well. I just don't know how the story would have gotten out there. That's the biggest hang yeah. for me. Fiction. Let's flip a coin. Fiction for the coin as well. Chris, you're on your own. Has right the coin now. ever been right about all five? Yes. Really? Wow. Yes. Already? Once, once. One time. But wow. it has happened. Absolutely. It was if incredible. It, that's crazy. Yeah, and we felt all real dumb that time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to our fifth and final story of today, which is called The House on Barry Avenue. I don't understand it. We just bought the house. They said everything checked out fine. Well, I've never seen flames shoot out from an alley before. I'm sure an electrician will be able to figure it out. Good luck. My favorite quote of this story is the firefighter who says, well, I've never seen flames shoot out of an outlet before. Good luck. And then the firefighter <laughs> leaves these people to deal with this house fire. <laughs> this is awful. Uh, the house on Barry Avenue. This is a story about a husband and wife who buy a home. And over the course of their living in this home, mysterious fires start happening. No one can explain it. The fire department comes out. They try to uncover the source of the fire. And then on the off chance, uh, a police officer says, hey, by the way, maybe you should get a psychic out here. Psychic comes out and uses what looks like a TSA wand at an airport to <laughs> feel out the energies of the ghosts or whatever is going on. And he says, look, there's definitely something going on here. Holding on to secrets of your past can attach energy to you and that can make these types of things happen. And the husband goes, oh my God, it's me. I, I set fire to an old lot that caught a house on fire my brother and i when i was much younger and the psychic goes well that's it you admitted it it's all good you're gonna be fine the psychic leaves and the house catches on fire again uh they're not fine uh he was completely wrong and then uh, the house uh, is actually decommissioned by the city they bulldoze it to the ground this family moves and uh, leaves our story and then 
the same detective that recommended they get a psychic finds an old scrapbook with some photos and articles in it about how the wife had set a house on fire and then several people died in that fire. Mm -hmm. So she was the one holding on to the real story uh, that then never released it so they could be free. Um, which means they'll they'll probably burn down their next house if this is true. Oh yeah, Absolutely. yeah, it's gonna follow them. This was the funniest story to me on a meta sense because, like, when you consider what it's really about, assuming it's fact, the headline would just be "stupid couple continuously fails to commit insurance fraud." Right, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> the house just kept catching on fire, and they kept being like, well, "I don't know." Shot out of the outlet. It must be a spirit following me. And then they uncovered that they both have a history of arson. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Also, yeah, the the scrapbook. Why would you keep a scrapbook of that? The How scrapbook made me think it might be fiction because it's just so stupid. Oh, yeah. But maybe that was just like uh, a surrogate for like, oh, someone did research later and found out her backstory. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's right. just very so convenient to the story for that yeah. to show up at the end. Yeah. Well, the detective, whose name is Harold Peters, he walks in <laughs> and he's he's been on the case. He's been on the... He's on the, the worst. He has my favorite he's line. the worst detective. He has my favorite line. He has my favorite line. I don't know if it's the same favorite line. Well, you, you go first. So he goes up to the uh, couple and he's like, uh, what are your names? Yeah. And then uh, she gives her name. She's like, oh, my last name is Sloan. And then he goes, is that of an E on the end? In in a show with five minute segments, like (laughs) these scripts have to be tight. You, there is no room for air. And he's going, "Is there an E in Sloan Miss?" Right. They kept that, but didn't keep the ending to the the story two stories ago, where they had to like have Jonathan tell us the ending to the story. We got to keep the E in Sloan bit in, so we'll have to cut the whole segment on this (laughs) right. Right. I also I was hyper aware of the fact that he asked what the husband did for a living and did not ask the woman. Oh, <laughs> that was like rude. Also, you probably stay at home, miss. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm a crack detective. I've been on the case for 20 years. Get a psychic. Yeah, get, get a psychic. My favorite inspector moment was when he walked up to the wall and he goes, a flame usually marks the wall. <laughs> It's like, oh, really? Yeah, when you put fire on wood, it usually marks it. Wow, I had no idea. There's no marks here. So the paranormal part about this is that the ghostly part about this is that there was apparently some energy that was connected to what ended up being the woman that followed her around and started setting fire. So in, I think by definition, this would be a fire poltergeist. So here's the thing for me. Is there too many pieces of this story lingering out there? For any one person to tie them together and actually make this fact. No one knows that the psychic came except the psychic, the husband, and the wife. So then well, who the, put all these pieces detective, together? The yeah, detective. The detective, yeah, the detective then actually, went after the psychic and tracked that information well, I down? Think, I think it would be real that a stupid detective, and not stupid enough, like smart enough to like crack the case, but like stupid enough to be like, you should get a psychic. Or maybe he's just trying to fuck with them. That but, detective like, should have his own show. He yeah. should. I'm down <laughs> for that detective. spinoff. I've been oh, on the case for 20 years. Usually when a gunshot happens, there's blood. It's just he, <laughs> observe, he just observes the scene and then tells them who they should get instead. Yeah, here's a Ouija board, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> You guys should call a dentist. There are records of everything, though. There would be, like, records of them getting a psychic. Like, they could find... Like, that's very easily trackable. And I could see the detective actually telling this story. What's also funny about the way this is told is the revelation that she is a pyromaniac doesn't lead to the twist of, like, oh, it was her setting the fires. It was like, oh, there was still a spirit following. Yeah, right. (laughs) You'd think... I don't think it would take up that much real estate. Just take out the Sloan with an E-line, and then you could have, like, an extra beat where he's like, I think it might be you. So that puts, like, some, like, motivation. Fire under their feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fire under their feet. Nice. Ooh. Here we go. Oh. 
well, let's go ahead and make our predictions. Do we think it's fact? Do we think it's fiction? Kyle, why don't you go first? When I was in junior high, we had these books in the back of our room that I used to read, and one of them was about spontaneous combustion. Whoa. Hmm. And I'm going fact on this one. Wow. Whoa. All right. Chris, why don't you go next? I'm going to go fiction. I don't believe in fire poltergeists. But you believe... <laughs> No, <laughs> Chris doesn't make any sense. That's okay. All right. <laughs> no, I just, I just feel like, yeah, this story is just too coincidental. Too, too many things happening. Uh, the, the scrapbook, the whole like, she had this evil past. Why would you keep all this stuff about how she? It's just like, it's too much piled on top of each other. So, fiction. I had written down fiction, but you guys convinced me fact. Wow. You really did. Wow. I, I, I'm going to switch over to fact because. I can see a, a goofball detective being like, I got nothing better to do. This dick couple moves in, tries to commit insurance fraud. And he's like, I'm going to try to track down what actually happened here. So I'm going fact. Nick. Yeah, I'm going to go fact too, but it's kind of ironic because like my theory is like that it's rooted in fiction. You know, like I think that yeah. there's a that like fiction led to this fact. Yeah, it's like they were lying and doing all right. this shitty stuff, but it actually is a true story. Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't did. believe them, but. I, I had fact from before for my own. I was like, okay, yeah, this is a story of compulsive fire starters. Of, like they're just, they're covering their asses. But I think Nick nailed it with the stupid couple <laughs> fails at committing <laughs> stupid couple theory. Oh, I, yeah. just, oh, I, I made us all wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, possibly. All right, guys, let's go ahead and flip a coin fact as well. This week's episode is brought to you by Good Deed Seeds. Want the farm of your dreams? Well, this product's for you. We've all had crop failure. Times get tough. Winter is coming. Mm -hmm. Winter's here. Okay, my farm is thriving, and I'll tell you why. Good Deed Seeds. Good Deed Seeds. They are the reason why I have the most plump pumpkins I'm very proud of them. I got them from these seeds. And you have to do two quick things first. Let me guess. Just add water and that's it. No, actually, these are kind of mystical. One, do a good deed. This could be going to after school programs by kind of dedicating mm -hmm. your time. And that makes total sense to me because once you've done a good deed, the universe basically says, well, now we're going to give back to you. Mm -hmm. So that's the only thing you do, right? I thought it was just add water. No, but it's then you have to kill a living thing. You See, this is why I haven't used good deed seeds yet. It's sure. the death caveat. Listen, I get it. Have you killed things, Chris? Is that why your farm is thriving? Good deed seeds. Chris has blood all over your hand. <laughs> your cardigan is drenched in blood. So if you want the farm of your dreams... With minor caveats. Yeah. Uh, go to Good Deed Seeds and use the promo code Deal with the Devil. Or was it the devil? Wasn't really clear. Could have been just a demon or some other sort of creature from the beyond. That's right. That is the simple promo code. Really easy. Deal, deal with, with the, the devil, devil or, or maybe, maybe it wasn't, wasn't the devil, but could have but been, could also, been, been, also a been a dark, a dark spirit, spirit that, was that was plaguing, plaguing your, farm. The, your farm. All right, let's go ahead and find out which stories were fact and which were fiction. The first story is called The Land. This is the one about the sacrificial pouring the salt on the land and being fertilizer Making ashes. a deal with the devil. Making a deal with the devil. Now, Chris, you think this is fiction. Everyone else thinks it's fact. Let's find out what the truth is. If you guessed this was a work of fiction, you guessed right. Fiction. Oh, yes. wow. Oh, no. Wow, this is okay. going to go terribly wrong. <laughs> okay. Right from the yeah. start. Chris, congratulations Thank on you. that one. Everyone else uh, and the coin got that one. Okay. Wow, Chris go. and the coin. I have intuition. 
All right. You were very sure about that one, too. He was. The next story is uh, called Titan. This is the one about the writer who wrote exactly about all the details of the Titanic 14 years before the Titanic was even a thought in anyone's mind. If you guessed this was a story based on reality, you were correct. Wow. Fact. Yes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Yes. I am two for two, you guys. Oh, you vote. I vote fiction on that one. Oh, I thought you loved that one so much. I did love it, but I was like, it's too writery. Exactly. All right, next up is story number three. This is called The Diary. This is the one about the cheerleader girls that kept breaking into the psychic girl's house. We all said fiction. We all said fiction. If this is fact, I'm going to be so pissed off. (laughs) It won't be. It won't be. Was this story based on an actual incident? Yes, it was. What? What? Fact. No, no way. No. Send someone that lies. Send someone Fuck lied. off. <laughs> yeah. The coin was the only one. Let's go on to the next story. This is called Town of Remembrance. This is the one about Jane Doe who had amnesia and then found out. Oh, wait, no, she didn't find out anything. That's true. <laughs> Chris. She completely missed it. Chris, you think this is fact. Everyone else thinks this is fiction. I Let's do. find out. Was this story of a woman whose memory was based on a past life true? Not this time. Fiction. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the fifth and final story, The House on Berry Avenue. This is the one about the family who moved into the house and mysterious fires kept happening. Now, Chris, you think this is fiction. Everyone else thinks it's fact. Let's find out. The story of fire that couldn't be controlled or explained is inspired by a similar incident. Fact. All right. I was start I started okay. so strong and ended in a crash and burn. Oh, in a fiery really? crash. I've realized this show is just trying to guess what stories were actually lied about by someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You basically summarized it in a nutshell. <laughs> so here are the results. Eden and Chris, uh, you tied it to 40%. Yeah. And then uh, myself, Kyle, and Nick, we all tied at 60%. Yeah. That's great. 60 club, baby. Nice. Yeah, right? There you go. And what about that coin? Eighty percent correct for the coin beat us all. One day I will Super be as smart as the coin. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a shame and so humiliating, demoralizing to lose to that thing. You know, should we do an episode where we flip the coin first and we can and decide then we if can, we go with yes. the coin? Oh, that's a I'm cool. going with coin. Yeah, I'm that's a cool idea. It's gonna be the same. GWC, go with coin. <laughs> That's what we'll do. It's cool. So before we uh, wrap up here, I just want to do a couple plugs here. Eden, you're on the middle since season nine, the final season. And it went nice. longer than Beyond Belief, if you can believe it. It uh, went more seasons in Beyond Belief. You know what? I can't. I'm going to have to corroborate that with IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's easy. Tuesdays at eight on ABC. And you have a book out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I do. It's called The Emotionary. It's a dictionary of words that don't exist for feelings that do. The paperback is out. The book is really fun. Yes. It's awesome. It really awesome. is this huge dictionary we of have all these it, words. And we love it. What's an example of a word that you like one of your favorites? Fainderstand. Which is to feign understanding. Oh, like when someone tells a joke and you're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of nod along. I did that a lot this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I did it. I I I feignderstood the shit out of this conversation. (laughs) As a fellow feignderstander, I was like, oh, Chris. Like recognizes like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And Nick, you're on Robot Chicken. Uh, You're a writer for the show. It airs on Adult Swim. It's in season nine, I believe. Yeah, it should be out right now uh, while this is airing. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, 
you watched the Walking Dead special that I had nothing to do with, but people like that show. Yeah, oh, people, I love that show. Yeah. It's a great show. <laughs> I Walking seen Dead. It. It's season two. Oh, I've never seen Walking Dead. You're talking about Robot Chicken. Yeah. yeah. Oh my, Fainder stood the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Thank you all for joining this week, and until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use, and please tell a friend. All audio clips are for strictly educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send feedback, questions, or share your own story that is Beyond Belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.